2: Welcome to this week's episode of the Mum and Mama podcast, brought to you by Golding Accountancy, wearegolding.com. Hi, Um, I feel a bit overwhelmed. Um, Last week we put out the first um, part of my chat with my best friend Nicole, who has just kind of recovered from a very long, very bad cocaine addiction. And the first part of her story was kind of about the trauma she suffered as a child and her very, her not very nice relationship with her mum, basically. This week, we find out about her drug addiction and some other incidents which led to kind of fueling her need to take drugs. Um, So it does get a bit um, more gritty, but again, She speaks very openly and honestly and comfortably about everything. Neither of us cry, which I was... When we started talking, I was just like, oh my God, I'm going to cry because I am... I've been... Obviously, I've been there every step of the way with her. (sighs) When Amy Winehouse died, I was so angry because I was like, how the fuck can her family and friends stand by and let her do that to herself and not stop her? Why didn't they lock her in a room? And it wasn't until I then went through what I went through with my best friend, I realised that you can't do that. You know, you can't make someone stop hurting themselves. If they want to hurt themselves, they will hurt themselves. They have to want to stop hurting themselves, and you can't force that. They could have locked Amy Winehouse in a room for six months, but she would have had to have come out of that room eventually and would have had to have chosen not to drink anymore. So, yeah, it was... um, it was very hard watching her. It was like watching a car drive off a cliff in slow motion. I don't know if you've ever seen that film, was *It Brain Dead*, Peter Jackson, like one of his first films. And there's like um, a man being chased by a tractor, but you know how slowly tractors go, so it's really funny because like he's running away from a tractor, but obviously it's really slow. But it's supposed to be like a horror film, but it's, you know it's a spoof. But that's what it was kind of like. It was that she was driving a car off of a cliff in first gear, but we couldn't stop her but thankfully she stopped herself and i am so 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 proud of her and i will keep saying it forever because she's done it all on her own um as and you'll find out why but yeah we've had such an overwhelming response she's had loads of messages from old friends who kind of knew a bit about what was going on but not really the extent of what happened when she was younger um and i've had a lot of messages as well from mutual friends and people that don't know her that just know me just saying how brave she is to talk about it and how well she talks about it and the biggest thing for Nicole is the fact that we've always taken the piss out of her because I mean I think she has got well she thinks she's got ADHD but she's she's always forever asking me to proofread stuff for her because of her spelling and grammar and stuff because that's just not her thing which is absolutely fine but the amount of times she's been told she's articulate she's buzzing she's actually going to get it put on a t-shirt <laughs> so people can't take the piss out of her anymore but yeah, it's it's really meant something to us to have this response, and I will encourage you, please, if to share her story because I think it's really resonated with a lot of people. Because I think, especially in, if you're kind of around our age, how big drugs are in the partying scene. I mean, in the city, in. <laughs> in a lot of work, in a lot of career paths, um, a lot of people do cocaine, it's, it's a very um, accepted but not accepted drug, there's a lot of it about working in clubs, I've seen a lot of things and yeah, I, th- I think this, I think her story resonates with a lot a lot of people so I would appreciate you sharing it also if it's the first time you're listening to this podcast and you've come here because of Nicole's story then hi thank you um, and if you've enjoyed this and I've had so many amazing chats with so many amazing people a couple of weeks ago I did one with my mate Sammy about the ridiculous date she's been on um, I've had Gail Porter on talking about her life I've had Two girls, one shop podcast on two girls that used to work in a sex shop and tell you about some hilarious stories that they've been through. I've had the amazing Jodie Keegan's on, who was she suffered domestic abuse um for a few years from her husband, and her story is unbelievable because, again, like Nicole, she kind of talks about what happens in a very matter of fact way. I mean, it's horrific. He did get put away for a long time, but it's how I wanted to talk to her because it's amazing how she's she's got over well she's not got over it but you know she she got away from him and she's getting on with her life and it's the strength I think that it's good to share stories of strength that's why I started this podcast because I wanted to show that there is life it, it can be good being a single parent you know it's not the end of the world and you can do it you know and I think that's important for people to kind of get that encouragement and hope so yes please share this podcast and also subscribe because then you can uh Get all
1: of them every week in your inbox. But anyway, I'm going to shut up now and let Nicole finish her story and I'll see you in a bit. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello,
2: you got pregnant when you were 22 with Josh, so when I and our other friends were going out clubbing and getting on it and getting up to all sorts, you had kids at home yeah. and you were never interested in drugs. No. You I, used I to like a
0: drink. I like a drink. So from the very early ages, I'd say, from 13, I drank a bottle of old English cider on Friday <laughs> night with my mates. And... I have never felt so, um, what's the word I can use, like the next day I felt reset. Yeah. So the whole week, or like, you know, the whole pressure, I was able to drink a bottle of cider, not be myself for a few hours, have the most fun, sleep, and then wake up the next day and feel like a new person. And then do it again a week later so that turned into every week and i know that's normal behavior of teenagers yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah well i didn't think it was anything abnormal n- neither did my granddad. my mum didn't know what i was doing because i couldn't tell her what my granddad did and he didn't think he's you know he's a good catholic man he just yeah he even bailed me out a couple of times um but that looking back it was more than just going out and getting drunk because it was a way for me to handle my emotions yeah that i wasn't able to deal with because i was ignoring them yeah and that just carried on so having the kids was hard because i couldn't rely on that but at the same time when you're pregnant you feel quite vulnerable and childlike and you don't you just a bit quiet aren't you and yeah you're a bit in your own little yeah tunnel world so doing stuff like that didn't appeal to me because it's all about you know you're you're nesting yes about yeah, somebody. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. about me um but as soon as they were born, I couldn't wait to just get back out. And it wasn't... I thought it was just because I wanted a good time, but I think it's literally what I needed.
2: Were you aware then that of how drinking made you feel better? Or did you just do it and not really think about it? It's just that like I did.
0: Yeah. just that like I did. I mean, I drank a bottle of red wine nearly every night when the babies were small. But when then, did you? Yeah, I suppose you did drink quite a lot, didn't you? I used to go to bed and wake-up and not know how I got to bed.
2: Yeah... That, no, that was that that was
0: later on because they were a bit older. Because Josh didn't sleep, No. I definitely drank a lot. Yeah, um,
2: but I I drank a lot when yeah. Lola was because it's fucking hard, yeah. and it's and not it's a lot, a lot, but it's just a glass. What it's like your little treat and yeah. it like your little, you know. So when I think Friday that's quite night, common. I just say this to you. I was like, do you remember our Friday nights?
0: Then when they were all in primary school, I used to pick up on a Friday, walk to the bakers get a bottle of wine for myself come home and we had movie this. night i at yeah. my wine and i remember somebody come to visit me about seven o'clock and she went do, you do this every week and i was like yeah <laughs> what's wrong with that <laughs> um but <we're> drinking its <laughs> quite a nice thing yeah it was it, that's what I mean. it wasn't affecting me badly yes yeah, alcohol, yeah. I mean. um there was times i got a bit too drunk but it was just all very normal behavior yeah it was when the drugs
2: turned up So what, because I remember when we used to go out, you were never interested in doing drugs at all. My mum told me, if you did drugs, you'd die. Yeah.
0: So she put the fear of God in me. Yeah. So when people used to do um, tabs of acid at school, all about acid at school, and pills, I wouldn't do them. Yeah. I used to sit back and watch, make sure everyone was all right. The reason I didn't do them is because I didn't, I wasn't allowed, there was no opportunity for me to be in a mess, because there was no one to look after me. Yeah. Like... And if my mum got a phone call saying, Nicole's taken something and she's in hospital, she would have killed me before she made me better. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. And I got into a car accident and I phoned her and I said, Would you come and pick me up? And she went, No, you shouldn't get in fucking cars with boys. It wasn't even our fault. Yeah. So I, d- I wasn't given any, f- like, it's the worst thing you could do is tell someone lies to make them not do something. Yeah. Because then I got to 30 and thought, No, you don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're all
2: still alive. Yeah,
0: <laughs> they're all having a great time.
2: So, what was the first thing you did? I came. It was the first thing. Yeah. 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 And so I remember, because that would have been, I remember Cassius's christening, because your ex liked a bit. Oh, the the one I went on to. Yeah.
0: No, oh. No, no. Oh,
2: the boy's, the boy's dad. dad yeah he he liked a bit and it was prominent in our circle of friends yeah but you'd never you'd always abstain but then something changed and you were like oh yeah go on then I'll have a bit well very ironically
0: the final one of the final nails in the coffin for me and my ex the boy's dad was coming home on a Saturday afternoon after being at work and he was on it yeah and Cass was one and I chucked him out yeah Oh, it's very ironic now. Like. Yeah,
2: it's very ironic, isn't it? <laughs> um, so I was
0: very anti. I'm yeah. Actually, quite anti because I thought I thought it was a mess. I was very much like my mum. Drug, dirty, drug addicts. I didn't raise you to be like that. You're not that person. Yeah. Um, you'll die if you do drugs. Like that's her. She's a very judgmental person. Yeah. So that was my narrative. Yeah. Dirty drug addicts. Look at them. Like the seeing homeless people on the street. Look at the state of them. Like.
2: Yeah. Now
0: my opinion is completely opposite. Yeah. Because I've got my own very um normal yeah. <laughs> not judgmental reaction to it. But um yeah, so I can't remember the first time I did it. I do remember the first time I started doing it
2: yeah. more regularly. Because that's the ironic thing is in hairdressing it's rife, isn't yeah. it? It's absolute so you'd been around it for a very long yeah. time. I used to watch people at work go for the tits, I used to watch people at work taking
0: pills and going out to do clients and Ooh. I just weren't into it.
2: Yeah. I just wasn't into it. Um, so oh, so you, so Cassius was one, wasn't he, when you chucked your ex out? And so you'd started, you had started doing coke, but it wasn't like a massive... I'd have like A-line. Yes. And yeah. that'd be it. Um, yeah. But then I got working in a new
0: job, met the most amazing group of people in the best part of London,
2: and my life just took another turn. Yeah. Um, Well, you had a lot of making up to do. You had 10 years of partying to make up for, basically. And I met the most (laughs)
0: eclectic group of people that I could do that with.
2: Yes. Um, And,
0: like, I mean, one of them, I won't say her name, I'll class her as one of the greatest loves of my life because she took me from being this, like, I didn't have a good thing to say about myself, insecure, inward, you know, and she she used to tell me. But she'd say, you, one day, you, you're going to fucking see it, and then you're going to fucking fly. (laughs) And it was just like my world was opening. My whole being was opening. My whole mind was opening. I was having intense conversations while on cocaine, (laughs) working out life. And I wouldn't say any of those points were bad. Honestly, I had a great time. My world was opening up. And I'm not judgmental on anybody who does drugs, and I'm still not anti... It's probably the wrong thing to say, not anti, but... They do cause problems, but they have places in people's lives and you shouldn't judge on that. Yeah. How it's not, it's, they can cause problems and people have to deal with it, but judging is not the right thing to do. No. Um, But in hindsight, those years were probably some of the best that I had for myself.
2: Yes, yeah. When it wasn't a problem. Yeah, so how long, how long do you think... When was the switch from the good party times to the actual fuck this is? I had a couple of boyfriends.
0: I had one that I was seeing for a little while. I'm well, not saying his name. He lived in a different part of London. And he he had been doing it longer than I had and was having issues with it. And I was new to it. So I yeah. was able to go out and have a good time and jump in bed at five in the morning and sleep. Yeah. Get up at 11 and go about my dad. Yeah. I would do that and wake up and still be going.
2: Yeah. So I just started to see
0: and then we had, a, it all fell apart with that. But what happened with that is I was doing it more regularly, it was becoming a bit, I remember him waking me up going, yeah, hey, have a bit more, a bit more, a bit more. It was just turning into a bit more. Yeah. And I kind of wanted to walk away from it because of that reason. And I did, but then um, I met somebody else, and <laughs> no, I'm not saying his name, <laughs> but he is, what can i say about those years they were the best years of my life he was one of the most wonderful people but we were just two the same two coin two sides of the coin yeah same, same side um and we when i we went on a bit of a tangent we yeah did, it was that's when it got out of control yeah um because i was not able to control it because yeah. i wasn't able to control him i wasn't able to say no anymore yeah It was. It's. When people still say it to me now, it's when you're calling it in on a Tuesday night. It's always a Tuesday yeah. night yeah. that <laughs> yeah. is the problem. Yeah. Monday night, it's still maybe Sunday. It's when you're yeah. doing it on a Tuesday night. You go, what's wrong with me?
2: Yeah.
0: And we were turning into that.
2: Yeah.
0: And we was having the best time, and then the worst time in the same night.
2: Yeah.
0: And it was, it was, and then what happened with that? Is all
2: of my childhood trauma started to come up. Yeah. So that's when it got bad. So, would you say that you started using it as a coping mechanism to deal with all the stuff going on in your head? What I honestly think happened is when I was with the first, that first
0: boyfriend, I think I was in for like two years. We would just sit up talking all night, and I used to literally then tell my story. Yeah, which I've never been able to tell before. So this is why, even though this stuff was bad for me, in some ways it was. I was able to access things that I wasn't able to yeah because when I was little I told and this is very odd but I did do this when I was younger I said to myself you're gonna have to deal with this one day but right now you're not and I pushed it down yeah and I just did it and I knew that one day I was gonna have to deal with it and then all of a sudden it came but it came because I was using drugs and talking for like 20 hours non-stop telling my story yeah and then he would ask questions about it because it was so fascinating then when we broke up you then go on to tell your story again yes (laughs) so then it got more intense and then I couldn't control these feelings and I found myself writing when I was high and I mean the biggest one I did was a 20-page letter to my mum yeah and it was just coming like this and um and then I said something I've just written a 20-page letter and the boyfriend then went yeah. He was sober and in, in bed. Yeah. And I'd for it away, I didn't even need to look at it. But that's, that was when Yeah. Once once that starts coming up, you can't stop it. Yeah. And everyone thought that was just my problems because of drugs. And the drugs weren't helping, but actually I was dealing with complex post traumatic stress disorder. Yeah. So then the drugs become my go to. Yeah. Um, and then I started to shut myself away.
2: Yeah. And just drugs became more cocaine became my friend. So at the worst of it, how long do you think you didn't what was the, what was your longest stint? Do you remember? Of doing it. Yeah. Well I I was not a daily
0: user, I was a binger. So with where I'm at now, this is very relevant because I'd spend three, four days picking my life back up. Yeah. And then I'd spend the next three days off and up.
2: Yeah.
0: And being off my nut was all I wanted to do. Yeah. But then the other three or four days I needed to pick my life up. Yeah. So in every aspect I was um, I wasn't focused. Yeah. I was distracted. Yeah. And that is the coping mechanism. Yeah. Because now I'm sober, now I'll come up to the ADHD. Yeah. And it's all masking, but even though I had that going on, which I probably had all my life and no one's ever recognised. Um, I was also dealing with PTSD. Yep. And PTSD is a very odd, and unusual thing to cope with because you get reoccurring flashbacks. Yeah. And you can't stop them. And the only way that I was able to kind of make sense of them is by being high. Yeah. Because then I could sit and research and I found everything out that I needed to find out my, by myself. Yeah. Because when you you found me a, ther- a therapist with the big fallout. <laughs> And the first thing he said to me was, well, you're an addict. And soon as you really realise that, I'm not helping you. Yeah. I and mean, that scared the shit out of me. Yeah. And he didn't see that there was other stuff going on. Yeah. And how can a therapist even say that? Because drugs are literally, yeah. mainly, always, for something that's hurting. Yeah. Um, so I was able to access what was going on. I was able to research. And, I mean, I said it to Ryan yesterday. I used to sit on my phone so much, this part of the phone was melting off i just yeah. holding it for so long. Yeah, yeah. But I was able to just tap in a little bit. and Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm very self-aware. It's all I've got. I'm, I can look and go, oh, that's why I did that. Oh, that's yeah. why I did that. And that's why I'm a bit, anti, not anti, but a bit resistant to counselling. Because they can sometimes show you what you can't see. I yeah. I can fucking see everything. <laughs> <laughs> I just sometimes don't know how to work it out. Um, so it was, that was what it was going on. Um, it got darker for men yeah it did because the relationship ended there's something else happened so not only was I dealing with childhood trauma I then had adult trauma do you want to talk about that or not really I can it's, it still is a bit of a I might lose my breath Um. so with the complex post-traumatic stress disorder my reoccurring flashbacks were of a man leaving my room and I can't identify who it is but me and sex have always been a bit odd yeah and I don't know if something happened there, but that was what was reoccurring. And I also do know that um, he asked me to kiss him, because I remember that. It was I was about 11. Yeah. And he asked me if I'd ever kissed anybody. And I said, yeah. He went, Ooh, who? And I went, Simon Shorter. <laughs> he went, well, kiss me how you kissed him. And I remember it being wrong. And I was like, no. And he went, if you don't, I'm going to do something. And I, went, oh, and I remember going, I'm going to tell my mum. And he went, I'm going to tell my mum. And I just went off up to my room, so I knew it was wrong, but I didn't tell my mum because I knew she'd kill him. Yeah. Because of the fighting. Yeah. And then with the second man, he's giving me down start to shave card, yeah. and I had yeah. no idea why. Well, this one, um, I was an adult. I'd had Josh. I don't know if I'd had Rudy. I think I just had Josh, and I was got a phone call saying, um, "Has he ever touched you?" And I was like, "What? Has has?" so-and-so ever touched you? And I went, no, why? Why are you asking me this? Something's happened, right? Basically, my little sister found... She put on the family camcorder to watch stuff and didn't get the stuff that she wanted to watch. She got her dad pleasuring himself over my photograph. So, um... How old were you in the photograph? I was in Jamaica with Ashley. Oh, okay. I wasn't young. Yeah. Um... Ashley was in the pictures with me. Oh, But well, I was in a bikini. You're right, yeah. So, I just rushed to their aid. Yeah. And was like, you're right, what are you do? And I just thought, me well, of course she's not going to be with him. Yeah. So I was trying to get things in place for her to leave. And then I was told two days later, I was never asked if I was all right, two days later, oh, well, I'm staying with him, people make mistakes. Right. And I just said, well, okay. I mean, I was an adult living in my own home. So I thought if that's what she needs. But I said, just tell him never to speak to me then. Just to have yeah. enough respect, to never, to never to address me. Yeah, just leave me alone. And then I walked into my other, my younger, younger sister's communion, and he went, all right, Nicole? And I was just like,
2: because
0: oh. I was on my own. Yeah. You know, I was there with the boys, I was on my own. Um, and it just, at the time, I don't think I even registered, you know, she's chosen him over me. Yeah. But then, fast forward, Many years, um, I had forgiven him. People make mistakes. He's, he's the father of my sisters and brothers. Yeah, I'd established a, a relationship with him again. Yeah, and then um, well, you were forced to. Yeah, really, weren't you? Yeah, I felt like I had to. Yeah. Um, but there was other times like I don't know if that was pre or after. I think it was pre, and I was there for Christmas, and I've never worn a low cut top since because my mum looked moody. And then she just, we was all talking in the kitchen and then she just turned around and stopped fucking looking at Cole's breast. And I just remember thinking, oh my God, oh my God. I've never worn a low-cut top since. I don't yeah. like wearing them because of that reason. Yeah. So there were lots of weird things. And then fast forward, oh, I was 38, so a long time. Um, I got a Snapchat from my ex-step and, and it said, and it was actually his dad's funeral the next day and I thought, that's weird, maybe he's sending me the flowers now, I'm not saying I was all pleased and love. I was high at the time. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, but I was, I was able to look hard. I was able to still function. Yeah. Then you would never have known. So I opened it and it said, um, do you want to make some money? But I've got, you've got you've got to promise me you won't say anything. So I was like, I can't promise that. What What are you yeah. talking about? So there's a few Snapchats. Um, I'm, I'm probably, I'm telling you now, you cannot say anything to your mum. Promise me you won't say anything. And I was like, what is it? And then he replied back and said, you send me a picture of yourself in your underwear with your head down, and a man will pay me £500. So I just went loopy and went, you know what? You and my fucking mother can just fuck off. And then I called you. Yeah. And you went, Nicole, this is not right. And it was you that kind of said, you know that this is abuse. Yeah. And that was the first time that word had ever been said to me. And I was like, what am I going to do at the funeral tomorrow? And you went,
2: you don't have to go. I was like,
0: do I not? And he was like, no. I kind of knew I had to be there for my sister so, but then I messaged my sister and I said I'm not coming tomorrow I'm really sorry something your dad's done and I'm not going to tell you but I can't come well the fallout of that was my boyfriend at the time said give me his number and like, what and he went, give me his number I'm going to talk to him that's the first time anybody's ever done that for me so I was like okay and he phoned and he went I want to talk to you and he wouldn't come to the phone my mum answered he went I want to talk to you he's calm he is yeah And I want to talk to Jason. She went. No, he's not here. Who who is this? And she then went lost here. Yeah, I was screaming like she does. And I'm gonna call the fucking place. And then um, the funeral happened the next day. That's when I went bad. Yeah. Because no, actually, no, that's not when I went bad. The funeral was the next day. That came and went. I was all like, she'll call me at some point. Make sure I'm all right. Never came. And then about four or five days later, I was walking to my brand new job, which is supposed to be my brand new start, from the breakup, from my old job, from my old lifestyle. I wanted to give it all up. Yeah. I was in this wonderful new salon. It was a brilliant salon. One of my first weeks there, and I was walking to work, and a, a, a voicemail flashed up from one of my old friends, and he was the only person who ever listened to voicemails. So I listened to that voicemail, and then it said, "Next new message. And it was the message from the same night. And it was, this is what changed my life forever, so excuse me if I get a bit upset, it was my mum leaving me a voice and I was saying, you are just a fucking whore, you're a fucking nasty whore, and you stay away from me and my family, and especially Ashley. So, that was it, my world divided, and I fell, and I fell hard, and I think a few days after that I was taking enough drugs I wanted to kill myself. Yeah. I even changed my name by Depot. I remember you going, What the fuck have you done Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I've changed my name. I'm no longer Nicole, because that's what she named me. I'm Peaches. Um, <laughs> and yeah, that was when it got.
2: So that's you when were... I was a
0: fully fledged drug addict. Yeah.
2: Puppet. I looked like one. Because they didn't believe you, did they? They said you were making it all up because obviously Snapchat, the messages go, don't they? So you. I I did screenshot you did screenshot it, and I remember, because he, his line was, his account's been hacked, yeah. and I remember, because I, I had Snapchat, but I only got it to talk to my nieces, I never used it, and I logged into my account shortly after, just to, I don't know, maybe look at something, or I don't know, and I got an email saying that your account's been logged into, because I hadn't used it for so long, so I thought, there's no way in the yeah. world, if his account had been hacked, that he wouldn't know... But the most how would they strangest thing that she did, she put a statement out on Facebook,
0: my mum. Something has happened, <laughs> and certain individuals have been affected. These certain individuals, that's me, that's her yeah. daughter. I can't remember the full thing. We want, no, luckily, my, aunt, my eldest daughter, my youngest daughter, very cleverly has sorted it all out. We want to apologise to those people who have been
2: affected. Her daughter. That was on Facebook. I oh, what by the because he, he then sent messages to other people to he, to make it look like it had been hacked. I don't remember that. Yeah, I think that's what, I think that's what happened because he anybody tried to make it look like. He has kept silent and
0: mute about the whole situation.: Yeah, never s- spoke to anybody. My mum just um, spoke for him. Yeah. And first, so I was 38, and what? 41, she walked back in my life. So for three years. Yeah. When he left her. Yeah. I need you. I miss <laughs> you. You're my friend.
2: So, but, so after that happened, then that's when it went bad. That was when I was on my own. Yeah. And
0: I was... My dance teacher recently said she had tears when you posted something. Because when I say I had a drug addiction... People just look at me and go, yeah, I had a drug addiction, I used to lay in my bed for three days straight, sniffing lines and vomiting into a bowl, and I lived like that,
2: Yeah,
0: and raised three boys around it, Yeah, I mean, it's disgusting what I did to them, but I talked very openly with it, Joshua, my eldest, you know, there's always, there's going to be repercussions I'm going to have to deal with, but but there's, I'm not saying it's not my fault, I could have handled it better, but I, I didn't have the tools, yeah. I didn't have the tools, I didn't have the self-belief, I didn't have anything, I just couldn't see a way out, um, and in, in some ways I wanted to die, you Yeah. Know? I wasn't trying to kill myself, I wanted it to, to all just go, but then you just get to what I did, I, was, I mean I did everything, I went to NA, I went to, well, I did loads of different stuff, so much different stuff, I was always trying to claw at finding yeah. something to help me, but I just thought I'd find something and it would switch off, and that's
2: not the case, Yeah. Um, but it, it got what, to the point. What made you stop? What was that what was that turning point? Because we, we it's been in nearly six years we did an intervention. That's that was nearly six years ago. Yeah, that's And that was me. probably halfway. I didn't even see that as an intervention. I just thought it was used like fucking giving me a hard time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and you brought my mother along. And I remember the first one I said, what's she doing here? So it it was scary for me, that intervention. But at the same time, I'd heard was sitting there going, you know, I said I'd take you for help. I've asked for you to come and get help. Because you need help yeah. with me. Yeah. It's very hard yeah, to yeah, yeah. be told that you're crazy from the most craziest person that you know. Yeah. And she's crazy. But I can't hate her for that. Um, And that's why I kind of agreed to do this now. Because I was always too scared of her being upset. This is nothing to upset her. These are just yeah.
2: facts. Yeah.
0: Uh, but what made me actually stop my kids that was always the reason why I was trying yeah I was never um, a drug addict enjoying myself yeah I was always when I used to call your sister and my other best friend Sarah I don't really think about you now I used to go out on like a Friday night or I used to go, used to go anywhere a wedding <laughs> anything a date I'd go it happened again like it was a thing that I couldn't control yeah and then I kind of realised if I want this to stop I'm going to have to stop going out i have yeah. to change and i just grew up a little bit and i'm not going to lie the pandemic and lockdown has helped yeah um it could have, it, i'm not saying it's probably going to help everybody but it took my social situations away yeah which gave me a break that now i can go out and it's still tough i mean i don't really like to say that too much because i don't yeah. like people knowing your weaknesses too much <laughs> but it's still tough like I, I don't like going out and coming home. There's something weird about just coming home. Yeah. I've always had that issue. I don't know why. But I'm getting there, you know. And I, don't, I no longer go to anything as my go-to. Yeah. Um, and I am sober, but in my own way, because I don't do things <laughs> <laughs> how everybody else does. But, you know, I've got my views on how you can live your life as a sober person. And my, my sobriety comes from the fact I don't use drugs like I did. Yeah. I mean, I still say never say never, but I do know I won't, because I, I don't like the feeling it gives
2: me. It's, Coke's but, a funny one, because it's not actually that nice, but no, you just when just, you do it, you just feel like you need to do it more. Well, we're going on to
0: now being referred to an ADHD referral, Yeah. I've been researching. People with ADHD tend to fall into drug addiction, a lot of people with mental health. Yeah, that we it's not particularly adjustment. No, it's neurological. I don't even know if I do have it, but very likely.
2: Yeah.
0: Um But they can't stop taking drugs. And they like they can't stop. Yeah. And I, that's the, I just couldn't stop. Yeah. Didn't matter what I was facing. Going to church, I still would carry on taking drugs. Yeah. Because it wasn't I wasn't doing it to be fucked. It was just something I had to keep doing. Yeah. Couldn't stop. Once I started, I couldn't stop. And then that, that's what got ugly. Um. You know, people always think, oh, I just wish I could go back to, it. if anything, alcoholics, anything, if you think back to the beginning, you think, oh, I wish I could go back to that. And I think that's the part that you keep in your brain, the fond memories. What, of using? Yeah. Yeah. And you wish you could go back to that, but then you kind of get reality and go, yeah, no. No. And, you know, I was, a friend went out and she, she was so mashed up yesterday, she's on her voice note, she's like, I'm seeing double. And I just think, oh, I can't feel anything worse. Yeah and it's just literally what I want I think that's what made me stop and then you know all, all of the NA visits the chats online I, I yeah. did, I, did I, I become a helper I was asking for help with chat, chat rooms I saw some very weird shit when I was chatting to people and then you just realise that there's so much pain out there that you're yeah. just creating more pain on yourself and it is the self love journey starts and we all chat about self love yeah but it's very it's not a bath bomb and a Bedtime routine. <laughs> yeah. Self love is painful. Yeah. So it's healing, and then um, you've got to want to face that. So that was my turning point. It Was like, well, my last my last ever time was I thought I was actually going to die. Yeah. And that was literally because I was always I I was getting better. So the time lapses were getting smaller or larger. Yeah. But they were still happening. I yeah. Got, I think I got to every three weeks. And yes. That was the cycle. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And after a while, I just got enough of my own bullshit. Yeah. And then the last time I did it was a reaction to a boy. And I say a boy because there like these boys online. Yeah. And it was somebody who I didn't know, ghosted me, and I just got a gram on a Saturday afternoon, did it, and straight away vomited, and then did not stop for about three days and thought I was going to die. Yeah. Um, and that was enough for me. Yeah. That was like, enough. Enough, for yeah. fuck's sake, <laughs> this is enough. <laughs> Um, and it doesn't matter what anybody else tells you. It doesn't matter what anybody else suggests or tries to get through to you. You've got to just make your decision yourself.
2: Yeah. Thank fuck, you
0: did. Yeah. <laughs> I think you always used to say to me, yeah, "You will get there," but you've got to be when you're ready. Like you, 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 always. I think there was a time you thought, "No, nah, shame,"
2: but you always had a belief that I would because I'm quite strong-willed. Yeah, and it just—it wasn't you. Like it wasn't. You didn't do drugs when we all did drugs. You were... Because you had that self-control or you didn't have that desire. And when you did find it, I knew that it wasn't the drugs that you were addicted to. I knew it was the process. Yeah. And I knew that if you could just stop, yeah. you'd be all right. Yeah. I knew that you would be. Yeah. Because you just see things in different people and you just, you're not that person. Well, you, a part of changing your life is changing your circle. I've always
0: had a strong circle... Yeah, like you, Sarah, and Faye back in the day. I've always had a sturdy circle. I yeah. know my circle become much bigger. And there's lots of people that were my best friends that I no longer speak to. Not because I've got hate, just because they were enablers. Yes. And that's because they've got their own stuff going on. Yeah. So they were enabling me. And then the people that I still have hold, I don't even see one of them it's in my heart, are the people that treat me the same. Yeah. Even, you know, I used to t- I've used turned up around you high as a kind, you'll just, you'll give me the look, but you'll still just be the same. Not like treating me any differently. Yeah. Because of what I'm going, what I'm, what I'm doing to myself. Life still goes on. Yeah. And that's that, that's, the, that's the part that I really hold as affection. Like, they saw me for me, rather than drugs. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people just saw me as, well, my, my predictive name turns into the coke. <laughs> I think that's the funniest thing if I just saw that goes to be coke. I mean it's just brilliant but I was known as that girl I yeah. was a party girl I was the party yeah. girl I got coke to every situation I had dealers walking into the salon and I'd just supply it to everybody like I had the dealers finding me up saying, asking me questions like it, I was cocaine Nicole yeah. for a long time
2: yeah
0: you couldn't go out for dinner with me you might be funny yeah. yeah dates yeah that's why they never worked out. Come <laughs> <the>
2: toilet, eh? <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit of that. <laughs> oh. oh, God. Yeah. But it, I, I... I knew that you would be all right. But I do also... Can't believe how you have pulled yourself out of that situation. Like, I remember... I remember walking to the gym and I looked at my phone and I think I had an eight-minute voice (laughs) note from you. But I was just like, I ain't fucking listening to that. And then Sarah phoned me and told me that you'd done six grams of cocaine in a day. And I was just like... And I remember my friend was there and I was so upset because I just thought, she's going to fucking kill herself. Like, how could you do that much? Oh, I I could put it away. And I just was... I mean, that's
0: half the problem. Towards the end, I'd I'd buy one, I'd do three of three lines without talking graphically, but that's how it gets. Yeah. And then you just go, well then, I've got to get another one. And after a while you realise, I I want to take my kids on holiday. I'm like, I'd like to pay my bills. Yeah.
2: I'd like to have a car,
0: because I've got a car, but, I was, you know, everything. Related. Yeah. I was
2: banned from yeah. driving. Well, yeah, but then that's the other thing. It's like you've never you've never had a credit card. No. Like, you've never had any debt or anything, and then no. that, that obviously... Well, I was high, and I was
0: um, applying for credit cards. I remember there was a man at my house, and I went, oh, I've been approved. That's wicked, a 500 quid. He went, that's not wicked. And I was like, no, it is, because I just want to got the cash out and got drugs. Like,
2: yeah.
0: I sponged everything on that, and I'm not in that position now. And we're doing well now. And you know, times are changing. It's not like, just because you go. What I think. What other uh, reason I want to talk about this is because so many people struggle, and we've got you know the program to get yourself yep. clean, and that doesn't always work out for everybody. It didn't work yeah. out for me. Yeah. And because of my. Um, my past of like everything's my fault, I thought it was because of me again. Yeah. And it's only because I started dancing and meeting people like Alana, and like joining the body squad and working out and getting different sets of friends and meeting different people and being sober, I've realized it just was my journey. It was, I didn't do anything wrong. And in fact, I did everything right for me. Yeah. But when you're in it, you've just got this, it does help and I'm not going against it because it's very, it's very dangerous the way I can say this. But it, it's not just a disease, yeah, addiction. It is a dis you're at dis-ease. Yeah. That's the point, Yeah. you're at dis-ease. It's not a disease that can be cured. And that, you're attached to the, you know, I've got a disease. You you have, but it's your emotions, your brain, your mental health, it's, one guy I've got, he's never left me, and he was all online chatting, so I would thoroughly re- recommend people doing CA, NA, Oh, they've got all different yeah. A's, you know, you can do um, crystal meth one. Yeah. And they've got so many different, so you can tap into where you feel they've got LGBTQ um, friendly meetings, everything. Yeah. You can find your tribe if you like.
2: Yeah.
0: I benefited the most from just, I think it was AA, online, and a man was talking about sleep hygiene. And I've never really thought about that before. And for someone who doesn't know how to look after themselves you wouldn't think of sleep hygiene. Yeah. Since, since I started adopting that, I've just got better comfort at night. It's, you've got to make your bed. There, there is a book saying, just make your bed. Yeah, yeah. And it is, if you can get up in the morning yeah. and make your bed, you, it's, you know, prison, that's what they, Yeah, yeah. It's regimented. Yeah. People I know that have benefited from being in prison, that's what they've got out of it. Yeah. So, um, everything I did was in my journey, but the reason I'm talking about it is that I want to show you that there's hope. Yeah. That, listen to everybody but nobody knows what your journey is yeah so like if I go out to a festival and I I take gear I haven't failed myself I haven't relapsed I haven't gone back on myself I've not gone back to square one and somebody told me that before like if you ever do relapse and you think you're going back to square one you're not you've gone through all of these channels you're only stepping back once yeah and that gave me hope of like oh okay I can do this then Whereas when I thought I was going back to square one every time, I was just on this treadmill going round yeah. and round. So I guess the reason I wanted to talk about it is that addictions mm. generally come from issues.
2: Yeah.
0: And if you can identify those issues and then just give yourself the self-belief, the self-love, the self-care, the patience, the, the permission, the time that you give to other people, because generally people are quite kind, generally. Yeah, yeah give it to yourself and it's, well, it's amazing what the healing can start happen, happening so that's how I've managed I have managed to bring my, myself out of it by myself yeah. but only because of the people I've met who've given me that blo- the first person who gave me the belief was a is a rehab meditation retreat it's hella expensive <laughs> but it was five days and she just taught me about addiction she was the word person who said that to me it's not a disease you are a disease and I was like yeah I don't and it, that, that's my belief yeah you know, that might be the next person I'm not telling anybody else he's right or wrong but just having a few you know because I, I had a sponsor to start with at MA which I think she made me a bit worse to be honest
2: yeah
0: so, but I was the reason I was a bit angry about it at the time is because I was looking at her as fixing me
2: yeah
0: and she's not able to fix me
2: yeah
0: I like that I, I get the idea of a sponsor I'm lucky. I've got you and Sarah that I can call upon if I need to. Not if you haven't got that and you don't want to do that with your loved ones. Yeah. Then that's good to have a sponsor. Um. But yeah, you can pull yourself out of it. Well, you can been, find your own journey.
2: Everyone's different, so everyone's things are going to work for different people. But exactly. I just think you're so inspiring because you are on your own. I did it, completely. and you've I'm done with, it with
0: three boys. Yeah. In the same house because the one of the most. Um, actual upsetting things for me is my mum and their dad knew what I was doing. Yep. And they still left their boys there with me.
2: Yeah.
0: Now, I'm not going to lie, I was a bit upset with you and Sarah at the time. Yeah. But that's because I was outwardly projecting. It's not your job to come and pick up my kids, it's their dad's job and their nan's job to maybe come in and go, she's not good, let's take them away for a bit. Sort yourself out.
2: Yeah.
0: I mean, he he did try and do that because I had the social services involved because that was his tool.
2: Yeah, but that was after you'd actually started sorting yourself yeah. out. That was 10 years too late. Yeah. And that wasn't done for them. That was done because he wants to get you out of mm-hmm. the house, basically.
0: So that was the most probably heartbreaking point was that um, they were left as well. Yeah. With me. And yeah, I shouldn't have been doing that.
2: But I was. I did think... It was it was hard because you don't know what to do for the best because I just I didn't know what to do and that's I the didn't thing. know what to like do
0: when when you're hurting
2: you project so
0: you you know I remember saying she was supposed to help me she helped help me like you just you, you become that person yeah and that's just a part of healing and part of recovery yeah it's you're looking and you're projecting and then when you stop doing that and you put it on your inwardly. You can start to look at ways of healing, and then understanding that because you think of healing as like a lovely journey, and it's not. Yeah. It's like a scab. You fell over, you cut yourself, yeah. You've got a really big scab on your knee. You must remember that when you were a kid. And yeah. At times you sit and pick it, and it again. Yeah. <laughs> and then you end up with a little scar. Sometimes that is healing.
2: Yeah.
0: That is healing. And
2: yeah.
0: Um. It. It. Yeah it's it's possible even on your own yeah you just it's finding your own tools so that i mean i don't even know what my tools are but i've got them (laughs) that's the thing i'm not very good at kind of saying this is what i do to make myself feel you're
2: strong i think it's your strength your inner strength
0: yeah but when that takes a battering yeah that's what's scary so that's what that's what's always carried me just being strong I was just strong yeah 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 so when that that got knocked I had nothing else so I am strong but I'm not that strong actually it's, it's actually very empowering to go I'm not really that strong I'm quite sensitive I take everything to heart I think everything I say is wrong and people don't expect that from well people that know me that don't know me I was chatting to somebody the other day and she's not long had a baby but she knew me for all while I was her manager and, the salon uptown and she was saying something about the state of her body and I said please don't da, 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 I've always felt this about my stomach yeah and she went how weird I just looked at you like you was the most confident person ever <laughs> and I'm like wow that, I used to think about my stomach 20 times an hour yeah so it's weird it's it's amazing what people can mask yeah but now I don't mask it I just who I am so yeah. I'll say what I say and I mean what I mean I do still have sensitive moments <laughs> But um, not as much as before. Yeah. So that's what's got me through.
2: And you're able to talk about everything. Well, there's no shame. Yeah.
0: Do not feel shame for anything that you've done. Like, sometimes I turn my stories into a bit of banter, and I think it could be uncomfortable for some people. (laughs) I don't give a fuck. Like... I did lay in my bed for three days, vomiting, lying, Ugh. Oh, God. lying.
1: Ugh.
0: Like, that was my life. Yeah. But that's what I did. So why would I be ashamed of that? You know, it's yeah. something I did. Yeah. And it, it that's where I was, and that, well, that's where I am. But I yeah. be where I am now.
2: Yes. Yeah, if yeah, I yeah. yeah that. Totally.
0: Same with my mum and the childhood. I thank her for making me, because I not be who I am now.
2: Yeah.
0: So I thank her for making me been a long hard journey and it still is always a very long hard journey with her because now that she's older she'll, she'll never really hear this anyway but now she's old it's very apparent she's very unwell yeah I mean there's a history of mental health in her my name's schizophrenic so, yeah um but she's a generation that won't heal yeah or can't heal or you know she'll never see it so ADHD you're yeah so where we're we at now <laughs> it's really weird talking about yourself for so long <laughs> um, so, a few years ago, I've got an amazing, and also, on top of this, I just want to add, I never used to really like women that much. Yeah. Like, I never really liked that. I had all male friends. Yep. Everything it was male. And now, I'm surrounded by women, and it's amazing, and now, I can only get complimented by mm. women. That's amazing. Yeah. But anyway, one of these women who I met, and she's my client lot like of my clients become my friends because they watch this journey as well and these people stuck with me yeah. they watched me go from strong manager to a completely messed up human being yeah lo- losing everything and they stuck by me and that's how I find that amazing in humans that they can be like that yep yeah. um, and she said to me you've got ADHD and I was like I don't this is like four years ago and she said I'm telling you now her daughter was just going through a referral I'm telling you now you have Go on for four years later. Oh, yeah. And I'm starting to really see things like, hmm. Oh, okay. Because my my uh, an old friend was ADHD who was also a drug addict at the same time. Yeah. And we were trying to help each other, and I used to witness him just moving constantly. And I do, do a bit of that, but I'm not really like that, so I'd never thought I was like that.
2: Your foot has not stopped. And I just used to think it was the gear. <laughs> Because you just used to sit there, just constantly moving, but you still do it. So it's obviously yeah. not the gear, but you've honestly not stopped <laughs> moving. Like it, it well, makes me feel tired <laughs> watching well, you. Well, this is
0: why ADHD is exhausting. Yeah. I I saw it for myself. My cousin was on. I was at the cousin. I was at the beach with my cousin when we had hot days a few <laughs> weeks ago. And she said, "I'm going to scan, take a picture, scanning the beach." She wanted to warm me because I was in my swimsuit. Yeah. And I was And I was talking to one at the time, my friend. And I, when I saw the
2: video, my foot was going.
0: I thought, <laughs> my foot doing that? But that's obviously just what I do. Yeah. So you don't get any help in this country. Yeah. Well, I don't even know if you get it in other countries. You just don't get any help. The resources aren't really there, to be fair. And everybody's got a problem at some, to yeah. some degree. Yeah. But um, the same client said, well, I started to see things along the way. And I was thinking, oh, maybe... And then uh, another friend, well, I say, she, she's a friend of mine. She's a big influencer. She very strangely announced that she was going through an ADHD referral, and it was just really, you know, when things pop up for you, and you're like, how yeah. is this all coming in my timeline? I like, when I say my timeline, not my just my socials. I mean, my yeah, world. yeah, yeah. And then, um, and then the same client, she said, right, I also think I'm ADHD, and I found uh, a charity that will give, um diagnosis through the nhs because it's becoming an epidemic women do not show adhd how they identify adhd in young normally white hyperactive boys yeah everybody else gets disregarded women show adhd very differently to boys yeah and a lot of the times it's not identified to they are kind of middle-aged yeah but it's very sad to be middle-aged and think wow so all those weird things, Yeah. like when I said Batman at my French oil exam, I didn't know what to say, I had no answers. And he said, yeah. say something, and I went, Batman. <laughs> That's probably all just, all the things I could have done. Yeah. You know, it, it's sad, but I'm not, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm grieving, because I feel like I've gone through a lot already. But um, I, I downloaded the forms, I <laughs> circled so high in each one, I was like... And then I gave them to you and Sarah yeah. and saw the response from that, which is quite funny. Um, well, it's just I, you. It's just yeah. like
2: looking, oh, yeah, that's completely everything
0: was everything. just you. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't have to mean that you're just talkative, hyperactive. It Like, when I do stuff on my phone, if I've got to send an important email or if I'm doing online shopping, my feet clench. Yeah. Like this until I'm done. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's like thinking about going to the toilet for an hour. Yeah. And then going to the toilet. That's my life. Yeah. Um, But it's very hard to explain that. You never know where anything is, ever. No, I never know, but I know where everything is. Yeah. Everything's shoved in everywhere, but I know where it all is. Yeah. And then one friend once said to me, wherever you go, you leave a trail of mess behind you. I was like, I don't mean to. (laughs) But I thought a lot of that was because I was taking drugs and drinking. But actually now I'm sober. I'm like, oh, I put my antibiotics in the bin, just because that's what I do, not because I was so hungover or tired. I couldn't remember what I was doing. Yeah. And I, I, that that, went, that was that's thankfully stopped now. But I kept putting things in the bin. Like even my son the other day went, don't put it in the bin. I'm like, oh. <laughs> they get a bit annoyed with me. Yeah. I'm, I'm, it's now that I've told them that I'm going for a referral, it's like they've their patience has dropped now yeah but it is annoying like my son said to me last night where's my bedding because i've separated all of our bedding this is what i do if i separate things and put things away i've got no idea yeah so i've separated it and put it away because we've all got different size beds now and i was like i actually have no idea and he just looks at me like oh, for fuck's sake <laughs> and then goes to bed in his non-made bed <laughs> <laughs> um so it, i haven't got a diagnosis But it's very apparent that I probably have ADHD. It's just now they'll be able to identify. I didn't know there was different versions. You could be high on impulsivity. The feeling of being overwhelmingly bored, but increasingly stressed on how much you've got to do is my life. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: That's my life. That
2: sums you up perfectly, I think.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I'm tired of it.
2: Yeah. So what, will you, what, what do they do, though, for it? They can medicate
0: you for it. Okay. So they can balance you out. I mean, yeah. I have no idea. I mean, yeah. the, I think the medication is quite strong. I'm going to have to look into it. Yeah. Because I'm not unable to live. I'm able to function. You
2: are. You don't want to be... You don't want to take anything that's going to knock you out. No. You don't want to lose your Nicole.
0: No, and the thing is, I quite love my mental brain. <laughs> Maybe it'll just be stuff that you can do. There might be foods that you can't eat. Do you know what sugar and ADHD is probably the enemy?
2: Yeah. And I think I function only on sugar. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It might be hard, but I'm sure there is stuff. Just by what about uh, CBD? If you if you got into CBD stuff. When I did CBT, CBT. <laughs> CBD, CBD is, in. Um, Oil, isn't it?
0: Yeah.
2: Oh, you mean take putting the oil in your mouth? Yeah. Well, I just have. I, I just. 100%. I know you. I know you do, but that but that's got the other stuff that is going to not help you because it's a stimulant, isn't yeah. it? The CBD stuff hasn't got the whatever it is called yeah, I, exactly, that makes I can't you remember. stoned. What's what, CBT? Say, oh, the C- CBT
0: is a th- the sort of therapy, therapy and, yeah, and they do yeah, say yeah. That yeah. for neurological stuff, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. When I went, I just thought she was questioning me, but that's what, what CBT. Yeah. Um, she wasn't really good either. Um, I walked out of her house. Right. This is how I was. I walked out of her house, up her garden path and called my dealer because she was asking me about cocaine too much in the therapy session. She was wanting me to... that. That's yeah. Me to make, and I just yeah. went, can you believe I'm paid 50 quid for a therapy session? I haven't got out of a gate. Yeah. You around?
2: <laughs>
0: um, so I might go back to CBT. But CBD, yeah, um, there's, a, uh, there's some great people now I follow. When I talk about social media, it could sound a bit um, flaky or a bit like jumping on a bandwagon, but honestly, if you find the right people, yeah, they help you and educate you. So, like when I showed you the different slides for dyslexia yes. to the other one, it yeah, yeah, yeah. was like, yeah, but it's just easier to read. But they actually commented on it and said, but we can't read the second one, so yeah. we can only read the first one. Yeah. So, so it's all just about, and there was a couple of memes where, I mean, Sarah, that she gets it every week, or was, I'd leave the supermarket almost wanting to kill myself because it was so stressful. yeah. And then I read a meme where it said, people who have ADHD, when they leave the supermarket, they hear the whispers, thank fuck, she's gone. And I was like, yes, that's how I feel. Just cause I call so much stink every time I go. Can you open a checkout? Cause I can't wait. Oh really? I cannot wait. I have no patience. So if there's three people over there working and there's one person at checkout, I'm not, I'm not in this and I just go off and then I go and get them. <laughs>
2: Um, I don't know what else to say now. I think you said enough, <laughs> but I do just want to say I'm so proud of you.
1: Thank you. Consider I'm proud of myself.
2: Good, and you fucking should be because you've you've done something which most people say is impossible. But that's what I wanted to. That's why I wanted to come on and talk. is yeah. That
0: drug addiction doesn't have to have a face. One of the things everyone always used to say to me, even at NA, when I went in to tell my story, but you look good.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Drug addiction doesn't have a face. Just because someone looks all right doesn't mean they are all right. Yeah. And just because you might not want to go to the meetings six times a week or whatever you you way you choose it, it's possible. Yeah. And don't look at anybody else. Because what, what you can do when you're struggling is look at how everybody else is doing it and go, well, she's doing better than me and he's done that. And why can't... I remember sitting at a meeting and she, the girl next to me, I mean, you're not supposed to talk about it, but I will. She was a um, crack cocaine addict. Yep. And we both went for the first time the first week. I was unable to stop and I was still on it at the next meeting. Yeah. And she'd stopped. She was seven days in. And I remember just looking her, thinking, happy, not one. <laughs> and it yeah. made me not want to go. yeah. Um so I think that's why I wanted to just talk and say to fuck everyone else, don't look at anyone else. Literally just put your one day, one foot in front of the other. You know, all those the sayings is whatever that like, I can't even remember it, you know, not about tomorrow, it's about today. Yeah. I used to say, But yeah, but what if I get grown later then? That's still today or <laughs> I don't I have an
2: excuse for everything. Yeah. But you you can get yourself out of Yes you can. You can. <laughs> All right, well, thank you very much. You're welcome. I'm going to stop tapping my foot now. Stop tapping my <laughs> Hi. Well, yes, yeah, so I hope you are okay after listening to that. If you want to get in touch, please do. Um, I've tagged Nicole, so you can message her as well. Uh I don't know what else to say. If if you haven't seen my other project, the Epic 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 I can't speak. The Epic Mum chat. Um if you have a look through my socials you'll see links and also if you go onto YouTube and type in introduction to the epic mum chat. I'm doing a series of talks with the epic life coach Nikki, who is a former guest of mine, giving advice to um single mums basically on how to deal with your ex partners and being a single parent in general. She's wicked and it's a right laugh. We have a right laugh. Um so that's good. Well I want to share spread the word on that as well because we're trying to help as many people as we can to feel empowered and make better choices in um and decisions when dealing with difficult people but yeah i think that's about it but yeah check out my other episodes please share this one thank you so much for taking the time to listen and if you've got any guest suggestions or anything Work. you think it would be good for me to talk about then please get in touch with me Work. um and i think that's about it Work. i hope you have a lovely week big up yourselves Stay safe and sane. And
1: I'll see you next week. Lots of love. Bye. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be.